0: y'all it's Friday back here on bullpen BS on this Saturday before Super Bowl 58 been waiting a long time for this weekend um really looking forward to the game I think it's a it's a it's an awesome matchup um you know there's a lot of, of of things that 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 obviously go into the Super Bowl every year um but just the the two dynamic offenses like this, um, it, it, it really is probably going to boil down to um, whose defense is going to be able to um, make an extra stop or two. Um, just really looking forward to that game. Uh, th- this Today's episode is going to be solely on that, on the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to discuss... Uh, uh, all the, uh, the the game itself obviously um where odds makers are are uh where the lines sit and and, and things of that nature all the bets the side bets the prop bets the, everything like that um and then you know kind of where uh what the implications are for for um the the, the both quarterbacks and both head coaches um so so we'll get into to, to that stuff uh, here in just a little bit um, before we get rolling here uh, th- there was a uh, I got an email from from a former player of mine that that um, he he took me up on the offer to, to offer up a, a topic and um, uh, Shane uh, asked you know should we do uh one-on um, the most overrated shortstops of all time <laughs> and I his I, I won't say who he he said was um but I told him man I can't do that because uh I think he's probably one of the be- one of the best to ever do it and so um I think it's probably that that topic which is an awesome idea um I, it will probably morph into uh the most overrated um players of all time um and I, I, it'll probably be just like the the top five ish quarterbacks of all time list was, you know, it's, it's, um, super, uh, subjective. It's got, you know, opinions lined through, um, all all kinds of it. And so I I think that, um, uh, awesome idea, uh, probably going to do that closer to, to, to baseball season starting. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll start rolling that out. Um, I think that as baseball gets, uh, start, uh, gets started here closer, you know, at the end of March, uh, what I'd like to do is start doing, you know, some, some power rankings uh, of, of the top five teams. Um, kind of get uh, uh, compile a compile list from di- different power ranking systems. You know, ESPN does one. I think Sports Illustrated does one. Uh, MLB Network will do one um, and just kind of take those and then where, you know, where our opinions lie on that too. But but a lot of cool stuff coming up. If you have a topic idea, uh, an opinion, a comment, the email is bullpenbsfrydaddy at gmail.com. B-U-L-L-P-E-N-B-S-F-R-Y-D-A-D-D-Y at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl 58. We got the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, I love the game because of the, uh, the, the two dynamic offenses that are going to be, um, displayed in, in the game. I, you know, obviously with, with Kansas City's offense, it's been a juggernaut j- just because of, of, of what Mahomes has been able to do, um, since he's come into the league as a starter. Um, you know, like we talked about in the last last episode, he's he's had a revolving door pretty much outside of Travis Kelsey, and and um, you know he had I think four years, maybe five years with with Tyree Kill, but um, but other than that, I mean, I was just watching highlights from the last time that the Chiefs and the Niners uh, squared off in in Kansas City's first Super Bowl with Mahomes, um, and I was sitting there looking at all the you know all the names and numbers uh, of um of the guys that were on the roster then and it was like man I forgot about him and I forgot about him and I forgot about him but he was really good when he was with Kansas City and it's, oh man so was he and it it just goes to show and prove that um Mahomes is doing this stuff um you know geez by himself um you know m- but again much like Tom Brady did too I mean you know obviously Tom Brady had Randy Moss there for 3 years I think and he had Gronkowski for a number of years and um you know he it's not like he didn't have weapons but but for the most part I mean he he turned D- Danny Amendola into who he was and um you know I think that you know Wes Welker I think was probably always going to be a, a stud wherever he went in the slot you know I mean now, now he had <laughs> Some pretty good dudes to throw to him for much of his his career between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, but, um, but you know, I mean, you, you know, Julian Edelman, um, Chris Hogan became a a household name. You know, I mean, just there was a lot of of those guys that that he turned into studs, not the other way around and and Mahomes is doing a lot of the same thing but the, then you flip the, the to the other side to the other sideline and and you've got mr irrelevant right the the last pick in the draft brock purdy out of iowa state and um a lot of people have really banged on him for whatever reason I, i'm not sure why but but um people just keep banging on him about you know he's a system quarterback he he fits into uh shanahan's system he's he's uh, the 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 Phrase that keeps coming up about him and some other guys in the league is he's he's a game manager. I don't I don't really even know what that means, um, you know, because I think that. Uh, you, what you're essentially saying is that you could slide anybody into that role. And here we go. And and the and the Niners are in the Super Bowl, no matter who who's running the running the show. And, and I just couldn't disagree with that more. Is Shanahan's system uh, just unbelievably um, orchestrated? Absolutely, it, it absolutely is. He's 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 taken his dad's system and tweaked it to to, the, to today's um, nuances. You know, with with a lot of motion and um, you know, just just getting guys into space and um, you know, the, the, the playmakers that he's been able to acquire in, in Debo Samuel, you know, you, you, you've got, you know, him running screens and running, um, jet sweeps. And you've got, you know, McCaffrey out of the backfield, being able to catch five, six, seven, eight balls a game, and then running in another 20. And then you got Iuke on the outside, um, that, that, you know, you, you, he's a, he's a deep threat and, I mean, just, just a dynamic, dynamic offense. Um, can't wait to watch those two teams go at it tomorrow evening. Um, I've got a packed day tomorrow of uh, being on the smoker all day. I've got a pork butt going tomorrow. Um, got a bunch of uh, things that I'm going to try tomorrow for the first time. Things called shotgun shells. They, they sound amazing. It's Italian sausage and beef and jalapenos stuffed into a uh with cheddar cheese stuffed into a manicotti shell wrapped in a bacon strip and thrown on the smoker i i don't know they, they looked awesome uh i'll, I'll uh, uh probably find a way to screw them up somehow some way but um can't wait for that i love uh just spending the day out there how the tv going with super bowl preview stuff um annoying my neighbors with the tunes i got going all day it'll be it'll be a blast um so uh let's dive into some of the bets that we got going on okay uh this is from um a guy named ben fox on um on twitter he's got or i guess it's on x not twitter um this was as of 18 hours ago. Now, now th- this could totally be something that is just really flipped uh, in, in the last 18 hours because with the Super Bowl being in Vegas, I'm sure there's a there's a ton of money that's going to be rolling in last night into today and into tomorrow. Um, but as of 18 hours ago, these were the top five bets as far as money or. Uh, what Vegas calls the, the handle, Um, uh, the number one bet is a million dollars on the Niners money line at one twenty minus one twenty. Um, there was a bet of six hundred and sixty eight thousand one hundred and eighty one dollars placed at Caesars on the Niners to cover two points. And the odds at uh minus one ten. Somebody mentioned that uh, that's a really weird number six hundred and sixty eight thousand one hundred eighty one dollars. Why the weird number? That guy, according to uh, the VP at Caesars, had a ticket that he cashed that was exactly that amount, and he went all in on the Niners to cover two. Um, I think that's awesome. I, I can't imagine doing that, but um. Uh, good for that guy. $600,000 on the Niners money line at minus 120 at, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, another 500000 placed at Caesars on the Niners money line at minus 125. And another one at DraftKings Sportsbook, $500,000 on the Niners money line at minus 125. So it's crazy to think about it in this way, right? Because they continue to say, Man, look—it's—it's eighty-two percent of of all bets, and seventy—I think seventy-seven percent of all money or handle coming in on the Chiefs. Like they're taking four out of five bets on the Chiefs, whether it be on the money line, whether it be for the Chiefs to cover, and, and yet here we are—we've got the top five bets, and they're all on the Niners, either the money line or to cover. And so it, it's fascinating in that way because. You know, it, it it makes you wonder. Um, you know, uh, because the line has moved anywhere from one. I, I think very, very briefly it was at two and a half in some places, but it's really stayed at two um, for the majority of the last two weeks. There's rumblings that there's a bunch of sharp money coming in and it's going to move that line to one and a half because there's a lot of sharp money coming in on the Chiefs, um, both on the money line and to cover and bump that line down to one and a half. It'll be interesting to see how much action they get at that point on the Niners to cover one and a half. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people that are... um Willing to take that money line at minus 125 or minus 120. But if that line gets bumped down to one and a half for the Niners, those odds are going to be better than the than the money line, which they are all the time anyway, right? The money line is always going to be um higher because that's you know win or lose. We're not covering any points there. But interesting to see how much how much action they'll get on the Niners at minus one and a half. Um Okay, here's where my money lies. I told you last week that I'm not going to say where it is um, yet, but the time has come to reveal where I'm at. Um, I got the Niners at minus two on champion on conference championship night. As soon as as soon as both games were final and the odds came out, it came out at minus two. Um, San Francisco and I got the odds at -105. I I loved that bet at the time, I still love it. Um I I think that you know there's a lot of people that are that are saying, you know, you'll regret it if you put your money on on the Niners to cover. And the reason why they say that is because of number 15 for the Chiefs. They say if you bet on number 15, you bet on the Chiefs and they end up losing. At least you can go to bed at night and go, "Man, uh, I bet on Mahomes, which I probably should always do. It didn't work out this time. I'm going to sleep well doing it." But they're saying that if you bet on the Niners and Mahomes comes out and does Mahomes things, then everybody will be like, "Man, I told you so. You don't bet against don't don't bet against Mahomes, especially as an underdog." Um, so we'll see. Um I, I I love that number. I think um, you know, I, I think that I would probably bet the Niners all the way up to three and a half. Um I I, I just I, I feel I feel good about that. Number 15 will probably make me pay, but I love that number. Um some of the other bets that I got in, uh I got Christian McCaffrey in at, at plus 450 um as the mvp uh that number has since come down a lot i think last time i saw it it was at plus 375 um meaning if you bet 100 you win 375 if you bet 100 on the odds that i got you win 450 so um no way shape or form did i put that kind of money on that but um that, that's how that works, right? And so um, I love that number. I think there's a ton of value in that number. Um, you know, the, the, he sits behind Mahomes. I think Mahomes' current odds are plus 140 to win MVP. And then Brock Purdy's, I think, is at 220 or 225, depending on the book. Um, and then McCaffrey's now sitting at plus 375. But there was a lot of bang for your buck when I got it at plus 450, and I love it. Um, I put some touchdown parlays together. Um, it's almost a given that Christian McCaffrey is going to score every time. So uh, I've taken him a number of times throughout the course of the season, him and then another guy that I think might score. right? And So my three touchdown parlays, um, I put one together for McCaffrey and Kelsey to score. Um, I put one on McCaffrey and Pacheco to score. And I put one on um, McCaffrey and Rasheed Rice to score, and then I put another one together um, with higher odds, much much higher odds on McCaffrey, Kelsey, and Pacheco to all score. If all of the, you know, if those hit, then um, it's it's going to be a, a mighty fine Sunday for me. Um, So those are, that's where my money lies on this thing. Um, I'm, I'm fired up for it. I'm excited. I think that, um, you know, the, the game itself is going to be a blast. I know for one, and I know that there's probably several others. My wife can't wait for halftime. Um, she's been talking about, you know, she's been, I've been keeping track of where the money lies and what's going on in the, in the betting markets and, um, and all of that stuff all week. And she's been paying attention about who, who the special guests are going to be. Um, and so she's fired up for that. She's, um, hoping and praying that Justin Bieber shows himself, uh, tomorrow at halftime with Usher. Um, that, that's whatever, but, um, I I, I'm excited for the game. She's excited for halftime. I'm sure that our house is, um, not the only one that's like that. Um, Let's talk about what it does for both quarterbacks here for a minute. I think that if if Mahomes can pull this game out tomorrow night, it cements his um legacy if you will as one of the best of all time. Um I you know, it'll be his third Super Bowl ring uh in 6 years as a starter. Uh I mean, you know, the numbers that he's already been able to put up i mean 13 14 playoff wins already crazy crazy numbers for a young quarterback um you know there's been a lot of comparison between him and brady about w- where brady was at this point in his career um and and they're actually fairly similar um and so it'll be i think it it cements his legacy as one of the best of all time if he's able to pull out tomorrow. And then, of course, with Purdy, I think it pushes him past that threshold of people, um, you know, calling him a game manager and calling him just a system quarterback. And um, I think it pushes him to a place that um, gets him past this idea that, it, you know, at least moves him up a tier. How about that? You know, I mean, right now he sits in the same tier as, um, you know, the, the, the Kirk Cousins and, and, um, you know, maybe even Justin Herbert to a certain extent, um, even though there's a lot of people that are even higher on Herbert than, than they are on Purdy, which, uh, if you go and look at the numbers just side by side, they're, they're, um, I mean Purdy's got or, or Herbert's got a rocket of an arm and he's he's super talented don't get me wrong but at some point man you've got to start winning in order to keep your your name that high on the on the on the list of of NFL quarterbacks I mean everybody wants to give him I guess a pass every time because he's for the most part had you know Brandon Staley as his head coach and um nobody there to really Develop him as an NFL quarterback, Um, but if you want to continue to be up there on that list, like Justin Herbert continually has his name thrown in there, man. In my opinion, you've got to start winning eventually, um, or or, you know you're you're not a top quarterback. As simple as that. Um, But this isn't about Justin Herbert. This is about Purdy and 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 him being Mr. Irrelevant and and taking a lot of, of flack for being you know not being a top quarterback in the league even though he continues to find himself deep in playoff runs. You know, I mean, I think if he doesn't get hurt last year, they 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 they're probably this is probably a Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Niners. I think they go I think they make it to the Super Bowl last year if he doesn't get hurt. Um, you know, so now we're talking about, you know, uh back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for the guy and who knows what happens last year if they, if, if if he's healthy, you know, are they going for back-to-back Super Bowl wins instead of Kansas City? Yeah, all kinds of things are crazy, but that's could have, would have, should have, right? The the, the what ifs? And if 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 Grandma hadn't been born with will, she'd been a bike, right? So, um, it's you can't you can't um make him less than I believe um a top ten quarterback in the league right now if he's able to pull this thing out tomorrow night. What does it do for the head coaches? There have been a lot of, and, and, and he got asked, I don't know how many times this week in, in Super Bowl interviews, you know, on radio row and, and things of that nature with the media. But Andy Reed, it, it, it continues to be this rumor that, Hey, if we pull this thing out tomorrow, he's going to ride off into the sunset. Excuse me. I, as a Broncos fan. I'm hoping that that's what happens, um, because I, I think that um, you know, as great as Mahomes has been, I think the 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 secret sauce is Andy Reid and and what he's able to do with that offense. He's been um, he's been able to evolve. He's always been a great offensive mind, but he's been able to evolve as the game has evolved right i mean he's 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 popular amongst his players because he gives them an opportunity every week to come up with their own plays and he either says yeah yeah i really like that let's implement it or no that's sucks and we're not going to right but to give them the opportunity to come up and make plays and 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 have a chance to 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 have some ownership in the game plan right i think that's awesome and and but he's really evolved in 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 a sense that um you know uh again kind of like Shanahan uh as an innovator you know implementing that, that that so much motion into the offense and um you know being a little bit more creative in play calling as far as jet sweeps and those screens that they run and um those rub routes that they run that that every time they play the Broncos i i'm screaming that's pass interference. That's a pick. They do it so well that um, that it, it looks incidental, right? And so, just to be able to to start to make those offenses be um, so creative, um, it'll be interesting to see what Andy does if they're able to pull this thing out tomorrow. If he'll come back and do it again, or if this is you know if this is it for him. On the other sideline, with Kyle Shanahan, I think what what happens if he's able to 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 pull this thing out is the possibility of him and his dad, Mike, uh, being eventually enshrined into the Hall of Fame. Not together, certainly, but but being the first father son duo if i'm not mistaken the first one in in the hall of fame together as as coaches um you know mike got those two super bowl titles with denver in 97 and 98 with elway and um you know has had some i mean his coaching tree is it's it's an embarrassment of riches i mean that that uh, you know you've seen all week last two weeks you know the that that Washington Redskins staff, I think it was in 2012 or 2013, when, when Mike was, was the head coach and, 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 um, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. And then you had, um, Sean McVeigh as the tight ends coach and you had, uh, Matt LaFleur as the, I think he was the quarterback's coach. And you had, you know, I mean, it was like, one after another, there was, there was like three, four or five current head coaches, and not just current head coaches, but a lot of them um, playoff head coaches um, that all, were all on the same staff there. Um, and so, you know, not only did Mike win a couple Super Bowls with Denver, um, but his coaching tree is – impressive to say the least um and so you know would, would would kyle pulling it out tomorrow um eventually make them the first father-son duo um that would be enshrined in into canton um a, as hall of famers um will be interesting there's a lot of things that go into tomorrow's game and and i'm excited about it i'm um I can't wait for, for, for five thirty tomorrow. I know that, um, even without a dog in the fight, it's, it's, um, counting down the counting down the hours, but I know that for a lot of my family, you know, that are big time chiefs fans, um, it's gotta be excruciating just trying to get through today so that tomorrow can hurry up and get here. So, uh like i said last week it's the longest two weeks of a football fan's life if you if your team's involved and so um right now i just wish that denver could get back to playing in january let alone the super bowl but um that's another time that's another story for another time uh as the game concludes tomorrow night, the next thing that we really get to look forward to as football fans is late April in the in the uh, NFL draft. Um, really, really quick, it, it sounds like it's a very deep um, offensive tackle class. Uh, I don't really know how deep the quarterback class is. I mean, I think obviously, with it being the most important position every single year on every single team, um, they're always going to hype up the quarterback class, right? But I don't know outside of, um, you know, Caleb Williams and Drake May and um, Jaden Daniels, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that, um, it. I think, in my opinion, it's a significant drop-off. The problem with that is this. Denver holds the 12th pick in the draft, and we desperately need a quarterback. If you're going to try to get up and get one of those top three guys, you're going to have to give up a lot. And they've given up a lot the last two times through the draft to get Russell Wilson. And then to get Sean Payton to give up another draft class. And then first rounders beyond, I, there's a big piece of me that says, man, we've, we've got to do it. I mean, you've got to have a quarterback if you want to win in this league. And then the other small part of me is going, how many times are we going to do that? before we finally say, okay, that's enough. Um, and I guess the the rebuttal to that from from a lot of NFL people would say, you do it as many times as you have to until you find that guy. Um, and so, you know, what, they're, what they'll be able to do, I mean, they're already limited on draft capital as the way it is, and are they going to be able to have enough to, to move? Probably what it means is that it's going to involve uh, – somebody like Patrick Sertan, uh, to be involved in a trade. Um, you know, it, it may be, uh, something like that where, you know, maybe Jerry Judy's involved in a trade, you know, who knows, but I think that, um, in order to, to, to get up there, because there's a lot of people in front of them in the first 11 picks that also need a quarterback. And so, you know you're you're going to have to get creative probably with a with a package to um, put together in order to move up and grab one of those three because beyond that it, it becomes your, your next tier with Bo Nix out of Oregon or you know JJ McCarthy out of Michigan um, you know one of those guys and and I think that at that at that point you're just you're just praying that you hit on one of those guys um, because. Um, they're, they're certainly not of, of, of the, uh, upper echelon, of, of those other guys. And, you know, you, have got to make sure that you hit, if you're going to give up, um, if you're going to sacrifice your next two, three drafts again, right. So, uh, we'll see, um, pitchers and catchers, uh, as a baseball fan, you know, we've already got some teams that have had team uh, have their pitchers and catchers report. Most of them report this coming week. Uh, Texas does, and I saw where the Dodgers have already got their guys together. Um, so uh, it, it's officially kicking off, and we don't have to go without baseball for another nine months. I'm fired up about that. Uh, we did a an episode here uh, not too long ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, about the. MLB free agent class, and there was still some names out there hanging out. Uh, there was a few that signed between um, then and now. Uh, Reese Hoskins uh, signed a deal with the Brewers, um, a name that gets thrown around. seems like every year for the last five, six years, Clayton Kershaw decided to sign another one-year deal to stay in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Good for him. I, I, I think that, you know, it would have been great for Texas to be able to sign him, but I wasn't heartbroken that we didn't, right? Because I, I, I don't trust that he's going to be able to stay healthy enough to give us something that 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 we, we may have been able to spend that money elsewhere on a guy like Jordan Montgomery who still remains unsigned. Um, the bankruptcy judge in the uh, – um Bally Sports Diamond group uh whole ordeal with the TV rights with with Texas finally came to a decision and 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 it was favorable for Texas and so I'm hoping that that gives them the the green light to go get a guy like Jordan Montgomery to kind of s- solidify that rotation until we can get healthy again with Scherzer and DeGrom. Uh, Justin Turner, who I thought was, you know, maybe a good fit with Mitch Garver signing in Seattle, our DH. Um, now that we have the DH role open, I, I thought that maybe Justin Turner could be a guy to fill that role and not be super expensive. Turns out he wasn't, uh, he signed a one year deal with the blue Jays for $13 million. I I think that that's a good sign uh, you know, um, I think he really could have helped us, uh, here in, in Texas as a DH to fill that void. Um, where we'll probably have to to find that option in house going into spring training, whether it be through, um, you know, some of the guys that, you know, uh, uh, Zeke Duran, uh, uh, Ezekiel Duran, or, 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 um, you know, Justin Foscue, uh, guy that, that, that they're high on. I think he was the first rounder in 2020. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that unfolds. Um, and then the, 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 biggest story around here for the Rangers, uh, we were able to avoid arbitration with, uh, Adoles Garcia, who, who it didn't sound very good when, when all of that was going down, he was, he was, um, asking for 6.9, the Rangers were willing to give 5 million. Um, that was the biggest gap out of all arbitration eligible cases. Uh, they were able to, uh, they were scheduled to go to arbitration on this past Thursday, uh, Thursday morning prior to that arbitration hearing, they agreed to a two year $14 million contract, which I think is awesome. Uh, it keeps him here in Texas for another couple of years. Um, hopefully beyond that. So, um, excited about that. Uh, As we wrap up here, guys, again, I want to stress that wherever you're listening to this, um, to this podcast, whatever streaming platform that you use, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, rate it, review it. Um, Let's push that thing up the charts. There's um, the numbers continue to come in and they're they're super surprising to me i, I i'm just uh, i'm ecstatic about um how many people are reaching out how many people are listening um it's fun it's you know there, there's a lot of people that um have commented you, you know to me you know in, in messages just saying how much they enjoy it that fires me up because I, I i'm having a blast and i you know i i'm able to have these conversations and and uh you know talk about things that I'm passionate about. And and then beyond that, if, if other people uh, are, are getting, you know, learning stuff and, and getting stuff out of it, then, then all the better. And so, uh, fry daddy or I'm sorry, bull bullpen BS fry at gmail.com. Uh, topic ideas, whatever, you know, let's get them out there. Let's talk about them. Let's discuss them so that we can, uh, continue to make this thing ours uh happy super bowl weekend everybody this is uh you know the ultimate as a football fan (coughs) enjoy it with your family or wherever that you're uh going to your super bowl party at Uh, i know that we'll enjoy it here at uh at our house um until next time guys this has been fry daddy with bullpen bs and we'll catch you next week